Hey, I'm Adam McGuire. And I'm Andrea Cleary. And this is Juvenalia, a podcast where we talk to an interesting person about a bit of pop culture that was important to them when they were young. Our guest today is a rapper from Dublin. It's Nilo. Welcome to the show. What's the crack, guys? How's things? You all right? Good. We finally got you on the, on the line. Your dog kind of introduced me there. Yeah. <laughs> He's very enthusiastic about it. He's like, uh, Nilo, uh, you can smell that I'm a dog walker probably through, through the laptop. Yeah. He's like... Mm. He, he's a big fan of yeah, yours. He misses doggy daycare in, in lockdown, so yeah. Um, so you have a huge topic that I'm very excited to talk about. Okay. Please introduce it for us. Tell us what it is. Well, I suppose... Uh, when you guys asked me to pick something from my childhood, I was like, I think I said Star Wars or Pop Punk. Those were the two things that, that if I could find one common thread that went through all through, like, you know, from when I was like 12, all through my teenage years, uh, it was probably those two things. I mean, I went through a bunch of different fads, wrestling, like metal music, like loads of different stuff. But I suppose Pop Punk went through all, all of those with me and influenced my whole life's journey into like hardcore and then into into hip hop after that. So, yeah, uh, our topic today is pop punk music. Nice. So, yeah. tell us, what was your entry point into it? Do you reckon? Uh, like band boys, it was definitely Blink One mm. Two. Like they yeah. they were the the entry point into for me into that kind of music because they were the ones that went into the mainstream at the time. Like they were literally mm. all over MTV, uh, all over the radio. Even Irish radio was playing like. Uh, all the small things just constantly that was probably like top 10 in the country and I just saw that and I was like man this is the coolest fucking music I've ever seen <laughs> like, I, don't know, I, I don't know why I honestly don't know why I loved it so much I think it was just like it, it wasn't like as anti-establishment as like the punk music that I'd seen previously and it was about mm-hmm. girls as well which I was like ah oh, this is you know I'm I'm just getting hormones right now. Like I fancy all the girls. I have you know, I'm going through that, trying to figure all that part of my life out, uh, yeah. and that just was like a soundtrack to it. And then also like American Pie had just come out, and like that was the, that was the film that yeah. everybody was watching, and like they were on the soundtrack to that. And it was just it was just part of uh, yeah. I guess it just appealed to me. I don't know. I can't put a finger on why, but uh, well, I think the thing about pop punk is it's it's very good if you like guitars and rocking out but you have no actual artist <laughs> yeah pop true. punk is very handy if you're because like all my friends are into new metal and i could not get into new metal at all because it just wasn't i had no teenage angst whatsoever yeah but I, like i feel that I quite like, like fat lip a lot you know oh that was a, yeah. that, that i mean that was a great record but mm. yeah i suppose new metal versus pop punk is like I feel like pop punk had more substance to it, and that's—I mean, obviously, huge metal was very faddy. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Absolutely Pop punk doesn't have a lot. <laughs> like when no, you look I'm, back at it now, I'm just right? laughing because when when you look at like pop punk versus new metal, like I know people are people can be really ride or die for pop punk, but at the end of the day, we kind of have, a, and I say we because I was a pop punk person. We kind of have a bit of a sense of humour mm. about it, whereas the new metalers. Yes, they don't really have a sense of humor about the music that they like. They're very like ride or die. This is this is the greatest music Mm. of all time. So they're going to be in your mentions, and I'm really excited for that. (laughs) Bring it on, Dave Hanratty. Bring it on, Dave Hanratty. That's exactly who I was thinking of. (laughs) But uh, like, no, what I was saying, like, is that kind of. I suppose in terms of what, what music has lasted the test of time, like pop punk has lasted much longer than new metal. Like it's still it's still pretty popular, and um, there's still new bands coming out. 
not that I could name them or anything. Um, but also <laughs> the subject matter of the lyrics always seemed to be a bit more specific. Whereas at New Metal, it was like, like if you listen to Linkin Park's lyrics, they're not about anything in particular. They're just about like, mm. I don't know, they just go around in circles. And the same with Papa Roach, same with them. And, you know, obviously there's exceptions with New Metal, but like with Pop Punk, it was always distinctly like just about like a girl breaking <laughs> some guy's heart or, or, you know, a girl singing about a guy breaking her heart or like vice versa. And it was just, I don't know, it was easier to access what that lyrically mm. meant, you know, rather than just some kind of like wishy-washy, you know, angsty new metal lyric. I think for, for me, I think oh, sorry, pop punk. when, oh, when sorry, I was growing on. up, the, the thing no, that I loved about pop punk was that it was this sort of way into American culture, which I was really quite obsessed with because I was watching like Nickelodeon all the time. I was really obsessed with, I was obsessed with Sabrina and the Teenage Witch, but in the way that I just wanted to be in a high school where there were cheerleaders and where there were these sort of different factions of groups. Like there was the nerds and the cool kids and the burnouts. I just loved the idea of being somewhere that had cliques. And there's probably something in that where you're like, oh, then I'll, I'll fit into one of these places or whatever. And pop punk is just, I think, the epitome of that sort of platonic ideal of what a high school is even though it probably doesn't exist anywhere in america but it's just this like middle-class american dream all i want to do is get out of this damn town because nobody understands me here and <laughs> my parents won't let me smoke weed and it sucks and there's nowhere to skate anymore and this place used to be cool and it's not anymore <laughs> it's like I didn't, I didn't have any of these feelings like legitimately but i just yeah. felt them through this music you know <laughs> Because it's quite like a nebulous genre. Like it pulls its heads off in a lot of directions. Mm. But if you can imagine it, a song uh, over a montage of an American high school, it's probably pop punk. You're right. I think that kind of, it covers everything. Because like, cause like, that's the difference between pop punk and new metal is that new metal is very insular. And it's just about, if you have a seven string guitar, pretty much, <laughs> what you're going to make is new metal. Whereas pop punk, it heads off into like emo and like post hardcore and even like Queen and there's a way pop punk like open more doors for you than new metal would like new metalers are still kind of new metal people. Whereas pop punk people, people had these gateways out from like, say like, like Jimmy world, mm. you can get out into like at the drive in and mm. like deck cab and all that and American football out through Jimmy world, mm. you know, and that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. I think that's what I like about pop punk. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, also pop punk le le leads on to hardcore punk and other genres mm. within punk. Like it led me, onto like from loving pop punk into loving like you said like screamo and emo music and then from that into hardcore which is actually mm. a legitimate genre where people are making social change you know it's like it's mm -hmm. not it's not just like in your in your room anymore uh, like trying to attach to american culture like andrea was saying it's like mm. and that and, and you hit a good point andrea it was like that that is what i was trying to do when i was back then because i was consuming same as you like nickelodeon mtv I didn't like anything English, maybe like the Renford mm. Rejects or something like that. <laughs> but that was the only thing I, just, I, I was either only attaching to Irish culture or American culture. And I, I'm still the same. I'm still like, don't take much English culture on board for some reason. I don't know why that is. It's just something in me. Mm. Uh, even in hip hop, I'm the same. I don't listen to grime really. Uh, I only listen to either Irish rap or American rap. I don't know why. But uh, mm. yeah, I guess that's one of the reasons why I went for pop punk. But yeah, that, that's also a good point, Alan, that like it does lead on to many different places. And then like, and if you think of how big some bands got, like Paramore, 
My Chemical Romance, like those bands got like globally huge, you know. Mm. I that's the way I went. I think I was listening to pop punk. I was listening to I was I loved Blink One Eight Two. I I liked some Forty One to a certain extent. There was as as a teenage girl, there's kind of only so much you can kind of see yourself in a lot of um, a lot of those like pop mm. punk things. So I think then when I started listening to yeah. like Fall Out Boy um, and My Chemical Romance and kind of going down mm. that route, there was a way, way more of like, if not female representation, then at least queer representation or at least kind of different mm. to a mm. middle class white guy singing about getting his heart broken or wanting to leave this damn town or something so I kind of went down that route um and was obsessed with emo then and I I can't actually bring myself to go back I I went and listened to some fallout boy I I can't I can't do it it I don't know what it triggers in me but I I'm afraid I'll just like I don't know what movie is it in is it in transformers where there's like a singularity and it like folds in on itself what is that like that's that's what happens yeah. to me if I hear like the opening chords to Helena by My Chemical Romance. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> it's all happening to me at once. It's be- I I had the exact same experience where I couldn't go back and listen to right? any of that music for for the longest mm-hmm. time, and I think it's because I attached so much emotion to it back yeah. then, um, that that it would actually it was like an overload of nostalgia if I went back and listened yeah. to it. Um, but I actually started to recently. Because I, I felt like, oh, my life's actually in an okay place, and I'm and I'm all right with with how everything is going. So I'm, now now I can finally take the time to go back and listen to that. Now stuff. I can finally trigger and, myself uh, a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Without actually like falling in on myself, like you're saying. Like, but uh, but but I feel like uh, yeah, I felt like a lot of it didn't stand up to what I had made it out to be. Oh. And I felt like even lyrically, lyrically, a lot of the stuff that I that I listened to was like real chauvinistic and real like almost like incel fucking shit, you know? Like, <laughs> and uh, when you're a teenager, you don't understand, you know, the the ins and outs of, of that whole... Also, it was like 15, 20 years ago, almost, you know, some of that... Oh, music, God, so. it was, wasn't yeah. it? I'm like, oh, that was 10 years ago. You know, it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. It was way longer ago than that. I I set myself into a spiral last night because I realised Nevermind is 30 years old next year. Oh, God. And that... It has destroyed me. Yeah, I'm not well. Um, there's a very good Jessica Hopper essay about like emo and pop punk, and it's based. I can't remember the exact title, but essentially, it's it's like where are the yes. girls? Because in those songs, every woman is just you never get the interior life of a woman through pop punk. Really, it's always viewed from the outside from this guy who yeah. doesn't know her, mm. and there's no women in the bands either. So yeah, she she's always over there hanging out for, by the locker, and she's mm. like really cool. She's like hot enough to be a cheerleader, but she wears black, and so she's really different. <laughs> and that was exactly who I modeled myself on as a teenage girl. <laughs> I was like, all I need to be is the type of girl who some white boy is going to write a song about and get on MTV. <laughs> Which is not a way to model yourself. always breaking everybody's heart. Right? <laughs> nobody ever wrote me a song because no, nobody else is really listening to pop punk. I, I got into groups that were already like firmly into metal at that stage. Like they might have they might have like a bit of a soft spot in a cringy way for Blink-182 and be like, oh yeah, they, they have a few good songs or whatever. But I was like, no, I'm really into this. These well, what are about... What about Irish pop punk? Did you ever hear of any Irish not pop punk? Not really. Bands? Not 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 back then. Anyway, oh, there was loads. 
Who were you into? There was absolutely loads of them. You uh, were in a few, were you? I was never in an actual pop punk band. Like I was in a couple of emo bands, a few metalcore bands. Okay. Um, but there was like some big Irish pop punk bands. One was called Homestar Runner. I don't know if you ever. Oh man, that. I saw them and at. The, the, um, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, what was that emo? Probably emo blast. night blast, <laughs> fucking blast! Do you remember that? I th- I think I saw them at blast, <laughs> and I did not think about that. I was too old for blast, but I remember it coming down and being a huge. Thing. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, I used to go to blast for sure. Blast was one were of my the Revs first. pop punk. Um, the Revs were more like they 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 claimed to be like pop punk, but they were more of like yeah. a, an indie kind of uh, a, a rock and roll band, we'll say. But they were good. Man. Mm. They, I went to see the Revs. Like my, I think my first ever, you know, underage gig would have been like 14, 15, yeah. maybe even younger. Going to see the a Blast in the Temple Bar Music Center, oh. and uh, yeah, the Revs and like Mixed Switch was another one. They were that really got really popular. And uh, oh my god, it was great times though. Because I, I think, you know, when you say I, pop punk yeah. now, I it sounds like if you were to describe a band as pop punk now, I feel like they would take it as like a, an insult. Well, may, maybe not now. Maybe maybe it's coming back a bit. But in the past 10 years or so, if you described a band as pop punk, it'd be like, no, we're not. We're experimental, yeah, electro, so, yeah. hardcore. I think like with, similarly <laughs> with emo as well. If you describe a band as emo now, they're like, no, you know, nobody wants to be emo. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to be emo back in the day. Oh, me too, man. <laughs> Jesus, I I like modeled myself on Jared Way. I specifically remember wearing red eyeshadow. <laughs> it's not a good look. I'd my hair dyed, you know, that like blue black that is just nice. no yeah, human yeah. woman should have that color hair. Like but very like point one percent of like the population can have that color hair, and I was not one of them. It's not a good look. Did you go in for the whole look? Did you wear, did you like skate and wear the vans and everything? I never skated. Um, I never skated. I actually skate now, which is funny, but I only started like this year because I'm, I'm like, I think it was uh, similar to going back to the music. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm okay with being, trying to be young again and <laughs> do whatever I want. We're all regressing. So uh, yeah, I started skating this year. Yeah, I think it, with lockdown, it just suited it because like gyms weren't open and stuff like that, you know. Mm. Um, did I look like that? Yes, I did. I I... I had the studded belts, the the dicky shorts, the spiked hair, all that stuff. And then when I when I uh, evolved onto emo, I was literally the most emo person you can ever imagine. Like, please describe it. Girls jeans, yeah. like girls jeans, rose belt buckle, white studded belt, uh, white in my hair, like white and black hair, like a school, <laughs> like a big platinum white. Oh wow! Yeah, like platinum white at the top, but with a white fringe. <gasps> Oh my <laughs> just, god! Just went for oh it, like absolutely proper scene kid. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that was me. I had like eighty thousand MySpace friends. Like, you know, that kind <laughs> of I, was just to, I was just the word MySpace just appeared in my head as if by magic when you said black and white straight hair. Oh my god! You Did go. you take all your photos from up here? Like, look, <laughs> and you'd upload like sixty of them from one shoot. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and your parents like. Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred. Yeah, I remember my mom being like, "But why are you wearing all the black? Are you, are you depressed? Are you what? What is it?" I'm like, "I'm fine. I'm grand, really." And she's like, "With all the music you're listening to, it's all quite sad. It's all quite angry." And I'm like, "Honestly, I'm fine. I just quite like it. I think it's quite upbeat." She did have a bit of a a bit of a grow for my Chemical Romance because she thought Jared Way was quite cute. So I was like, okay, that's fine. 
I mean, you probably played them like oh, every yeah. hour of the day, so yeah. you had to get used oh, to it. Oh, can you? But like, <laughs> when I look back now, like playing, maybe not so much Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, but like, I can't remember what their albums, what their album before that was, but it was like way kind of heavier and way more intense, mm. like 10 guitars playing at one time. Um, and I just think about my yeah. poor mother, like, she just likes Joni Mitchell and like Michael Bublé and I'm there like just barraging her with this stuff like I think about like my poor mom like giving me lifts places and be insisting on putting on Radiohead and like making her listen that's to that's totally well <laughs> it's so selfish <laughs> uh, yeah so rough <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw my chemical romance play in the ambassador of all places like years ago Every time I die, was I, that I was there for three cheers. Ah, okay, okay, okay. For that, to, oh, they, they headlined yeah. as well, did they? Yeah, like another date. Ah, all right. And cool. Jer- Jared Way, it's somebody, it was at Christmas time, and somebody threw some tinsel up on the stage, and he wore it for like the last two songs, and then he threw it back out off the stage. And then I fought with this girl for it because I was like, no, bitch, this is. <laughs> absolutely not i came here from navin like i'm going home with this and then we we'd like just like broke it in half and shared it like that moment in in mean girls where Katie... that's really nice because that uh, doesn't usually happen usually people like rip each totally. other apart for stuff in yeah the middle of that mm. situation. are you were you living back in navin back i lived then? in navin when i was 13 until i was when, when i was 18 so that was my big scene days that's yeah. mad. Okay, so there was there was a pop punk scene in yes. Avon. I don't know if you yeah, know it. They would have played at Yamo. Yeah. Yamo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That would have been where like Homestar Runner like mm. originated and all those bands. Um, there was another band called No Big Thing. I don't remember. That was that. like huge in Yamo in the Yamo days. So. Oh there's the lads. <laughs> yeah. It's alright. Big fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you said Navin and you started kicking off, you know, he knows. That's what happens. He knows. <laughs> He's a nice man. Yeah. Yeah, there, were, there was a huge emo crowd in Navin. And I, Isn't that mad? How, like, that's mad. It's so that strange. Where where were you when you were, what, what, what was the scene? Like, were all, were all your friends into this stuff as well? Or were you, like, the only guy? Yeah, well, like, I was when I was in school, in secondary school. I was about to say high school there. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the jocks would like push yeah, you into your was, locker yeah give you a swirly <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no when i was in secondary school i didn't know anybody that was into that kind of oh. same music as me and then i kind of carved it out for myself like i started hanging around town and then actually started hanging around dunshocker and navin because that's where the shit was happening what years would you have been in um, navin God, like I'd say, like around 2000, 2001, no. 2002, 2003. That's slightly before, yeah, my time. but before, yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, yeah, so that's it. And, and I was in a band called Dead Letter Office that was like a proper post hardcore mm-hmm. band, but we were we were cool with the pop punk people because they were starting to get into post hardcore as well. You know, it was starting to get a bit of. They were like, you know, we don't we don't just like pop punk. We like <laughs> <music> too, <laughs> you know? We're open to new ideas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, were you into Green Day? I was until I think American Idiot, and that mm. turned me off. I didn't really like, I uh, didn't really like that, and I didn't like anything they did after that. Really, mm. I think they got too, they got too mainstream for me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I like the older stuff. <laughs> I, I, 
I thought it's other multi-platinum albums. Yeah. Not before they sold out. I think American Idiot, I, I did like at the time. I think I had an American Idiot t-shirt. Because um, I think I was really into the idea of being against the Iraq war, but not knowing anything about the Iraq mm-hmm. war. Like just getting all of my information from like Green Day and Eminem. And... Yeah, like Rock Against yeah, Bush. Exactly. Yeah. Those yeah. those <laughs> albums, God. They're yeah. Lindsay Ellis uh, on YouTube has a fantastic video about that era and um the kind of protest era of the two thousands actually um that you might be interested in. But yeah, it was Daddy, like warp tour. It protest. was just this kind of like we're protesting against America and the like these ideas. And I suppose like System of a Down we're doing it in a bit more of a like straightforward way but like yeah. i i just wasn't finding anything around me that was protesting against like the irish government so i was like oh, i'll just get mad at bush for mm. a few years and <laughs> make that my main political focus <laughs> <laughs> i was in first year in college then and it was a very easy way to just be part of the in group just like yeah mm-hmm. america fuck you america i had one right-wing friend who was our right-wing friend who wants his, his ambition was to be the FBI, like his, his ambition in life was to join the FBI. And he was like pro Iraq war and stuff. Weird oh my God. time. Very weird time. I want to know where this guy oh, is he's now. He's fully like. queuing on. He like. in a, he's in the army. There you go. In the Irish army. Makes sense. And he has a job that he won't tell me it's what it the is. CIA. Or the FBI. He once told me, we were sitting in uh, Downs' pub in Waterford and he was quiet for a minute. And then he explained to me how he would clear the room in quotation marks, step by step. <laughs> like, yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't been back to Waterford since. But um, but he was, he's nice. Though. He's a nice guy. How he clear Just, the room? Like, if if you needed like a swift exit, you'd be like, I can get you out of here. As in, if as if everybody knows it is as if everybody in the room is a terrorist. Oh, right. he would, quote unquote. Step one: I take out yeah. my grenade. Step two. Oh yeah, like flashbangs, <laughs> the, the, the full Call of Duty. I wouldn't yeah. say he's doing much of that. Though, <laughs> oh, but I, I, after this, I will tell you some stories he's told me. They're, the Irish oh. Army is wild, and it, the, it, it, it is extremely wild. Yeah, um, but anyway, it's not too pop punk. Um, it could be. So how did, in, could, in the new movement? Who knows? In the revival. Maybe they listen to. Maybe they're just listening to some forty one all the time. That's why they have such bad <laughs> attitudes. Because they like those bad punk oh, boys in some forty one. No, they don't care about nothing. Um, they re- I was listening to the lyrics of Fat Lip today. They're oh. very rude boys. <laughs> they're just they're just mean. They 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 like being mean. They they're not like helpful <laughs> punks at all. <laughs> but that that video, I used to watch that video every time it came on. I wasn't I was like a Radiohead fan, but like if Fat Lip came oh, on, yeah. you left Fat Lip on. Well, it was good. Like, there's just something about Fat Lip. Like, it's just that bit in the middle where the, everything kicks back in and they're rapping over the. the oh, the yeah, that is good. Yeah. That's a, a big moment. That's really. I've listened to that twice today already. I'm probably going to listen to it again after this. <laughs> and also, uh, yeah. In Too Deep is a banger as well. That's such a good song. That is a banger. That, uh, Very good solo. Yeah. Yeah, great solo. Which, which is the one where mm. they have. Is it In Too Deep where they have the, the breakdown and they look like they're a hair metal band? That's that's fat lip. Okay, that yeah. one yeah. that that one I mm. like. Um, yeah, some forty one were always a little bit like I did like them, but I would have never wanted to like 
listen to much of their lyrics. I just never found a whole lot to yeah. connect to. Whereas yeah. Blink-182... Yeah, exactly. There was exactly yeah. I was about to say. Like Blink-182 mm. was always just a bit more like they'd have their... Like every album would have one sad song, like Adam's song or something. And you're like, oh. Yeah. And also yeah. Blink-182 came... They came with a couple of fucking deadly albums. Yeah. Like they have Enema of the State. Well, Dude yeah. Ranch first. That's the that's a classic. Enema of the State is another classic. Take off your pants and jacket, which I can't even I say know. with a straight face anymore. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the self-titled one is really good as well. So that's four good The self-titled albums. one is so good. Like it, that, yeah, it, that's got that's um, a, ro- a song with Robert Smith on it, and The Cure. And uh, mm-hmm. it, I, mm-hmm. I remember buying that self-titled album. I think I bought that one when I was getting into them, and then I went back and bought the other ones. Um, I remember listening to that Robert Smith song like tons, and I was like, "Wait, maybe I just like The Cure. I need to. Maybe I'm a goth. <laughs> also a great band. <laughs> I'm in the wrong crew completely here. So when you got into post-hardcore and stuff, like how did you? end up leaving pop punk behind did you did you grow out of it or was it just you're just what I, do you think i always liked it still like and i still have a soft mm. spot for it although i'd never really catch myself listening to it today it doesn't happen very often but i think yeah i think post hardcore just became, started becoming what i liked more i don't know it was like the cooler genre then because pop punk hadn't got the uh i don't know the substance that post hardcore had a little bit more of that uh, i started getting into bands like finch and the used and um, you know stuff like that and then obviously there was some really good bands in there like Glassjaw and then Deftones as well would have like some post-hardcore elements I suppose and uh, yeah it just seemed like a better genre to be into in general you know? I, I think there was a certain um, stage when pop punk just sort of like maybe around 2005-ish pop punk kind of left the charts and you either you either stayed with it down one of those routes mm. like that you either went like emo or post-hardcore got into metal or whatever it was or you stayed with the charts and started to get into like Justin Timberlake and Timbaland and Rihanna and more kind Mm. of R&B side of things um so once good Charlotte or the hinge point there let's talk about good Charlotte (laughs) yeah that we do actually (laughs) we we can't not talk about them what do you have to say about good Charlotte Neil (laughs) I liked Good Charlotte. Um, I, I, when they first came out, uh, before when they had just signed to a major label, I remember going to see them in the music center uh, to maybe like eighty or a hundred people. Like, it was they they barely even sold a, a lot mm. of tickets to it. And then Lifestyles of the, of the Rich and Famous hit. That was their big hit song, and I don't mm. think they ever had a bigger song than that. Like that, that song was, was massive. huge. And um, maybe maybe Girls and Boys off the same album was was bigger. Um, I like to go to Charlotte. They're they're fairly like they're fairly shy now. If you go back and listen to them, like lyrically, there's not <laughs> there's nothing going on there. Um, but they did come back and have a few more hits and albums since. And I did meet them once, and they were. Really Aww, sad, so. they seem sound. Um, they yeah. seem like nice lads. They're yeah. nice guys. They see they're they're nice guys, and they survived the the fame of of California, the fame of Hollywood, because I think one of, one of, one of them was going out with Nicole Richie at one stage. Maybe it was Kaz Kills oh, with Nicole wow. Richie or something. I think he was married to her for a while. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, the other one, maybe, maybe, did he go? I don't know. He went out with someone famous as well. Anyway, but they seem like nice One of them guys. went out with Hilary Duff, but they started going out when she was 16 oh, and was 24. Oh, bad. Which is not in, good. In true pop yeah. punk fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't the guy from Sum 41 yeah. also going out with Avril Lavigne for years or married to? Yeah. They were yeah. married for years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Derek And then she Sum died 41, and she was yeah. replaced by Did you ever by see Robert? the picture of him? Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> Did you ever see the picture of Derek Wibley where he just looks so <laughs> like he was on heroin for it? Oh, when he like was basically dead from alcohol. Poisoning. Yeah, he was. I think yeah, he was yeah. on gear and he was oh. an alcoholic and he just looks insane. It's a meme of how bad someone can that's look really like, oh, yeah. like. He put it up himself to go, this is what rock bottom was. Right, so okay. I've been in trouble for a long time and stuff. That was ages ago now. I think he's doing pretty Good. well now. I, think so, yeah. Yeah. I remember watching mm-hmm. the music video for Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous by Good Charlotte and thinking, wow, what an amazing commentary on celebrity culture. <laughs> This is, this is legit. This is, I can't believe the points they're making. We do live in this horrible Paris Hilton, like soaked culture. Yeah. And yes, people are looking up to the wrong role models. They should be looking up to people like good Charlotte instead. <laughs> Thing is though, they did grow up poor and like they, I always assumed they had connections because they didn't seem quite good enough to yeah. put in there by themselves but they did actually like just work and work and work and work mm. and pass tapes around from scratch so like fair play to good Charlotte yeah. except for the dating 16 take that months, away and, and yeah. it's kind of fine yeah but they definitely are like the poppiest yes. they're the most like uh, I guess produced of the pop punk band I suppose produced, them and Fall Out Boy would be the two main the mm. poppiest ones out of, out of them all because Fall Out Boy yeah. just started making pop music then after a while. Well, I suppose Patrick still yeah. did. I I think um, Good Charlotte, I, I would have put money on them being a manufactured band. I didn't know that they had like come up. Yeah, that's what I, I assumed. Like, oh yeah, yeah, some, yeah, some record label somewhere were like, okay, it's dying out. Let's get one last cash grab from these <laughs> idiot kids. That's true. Good share. Yeah. Good share. Yeah, I think they did that with, with Busted and what was the other one? Um, there's another band, that, yeah. uh, McFly. Yeah, Jesus I, I was, the, I was yeah, the right was. age bracket for Busted, and then I remember when McFly okay. came along, I was like, "Posers." No, this guy's yeah. trying to be busted. Like. Once busted, once busted had their synchronized uh, oh. pedal jump. That was <laughs> the coolest like, that thing I'd ever seen, man. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> Matty was my favorite for the record. Yeah, no way. he won, oh, yeah. he went on to win. I'm I celebrity to get me out of here. I think didn't he? some stage okay no yeah. Yeah, he married yeah. Emma Willis yeah um, was your favourite not the the guy that actually had the talent what was Charlie that Simpson that was oh no. Charlie yeah, yeah, yeah he was actually pretty um, cool like. people in my life have, have told me to that fight star or a good band and I I can't, I I can't them, take but, it seriously yeah, I mean, but yeah no he he can sing and he can play the guitar yeah but for me, they were just like they were at least they were a real band, like playing yeah. instruments and all that. Whereas Busted were just jumping around. Yeah. <laughs> they were adorable. Yeah, they did play like halfway down the bale of oxygen, which it seemed like he wasn't trying to trade mm. on Busted. So, like, oh, it, yeah, do that. Which if I, anything, he was that. like, yeah. please don't, don't ever talk to me about Busted. Yeah, <laughs> do not. <laughs> yeah, until McBusted. And, and then he yeah. rejoined. Yeah, he rejoined he after Busted. Yeah. But that's—I mean—that's another band I can't like. I haven't listened to Busted since I was twelve years Mac, old. Mike like, Busted. Like. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mike Busted. <laughs> Who doesn't oh want to go to see Mike Busted? <laughs> so if oh, there's no. if there's a, a big yeah. pop punk reunion tour that happens who who's headlining who's who's on the bill and how much money are you paying like if it was yeah. my favorite like if i had to pick mm-hmm. my favorite bands mm. yeah, yeah jesus um i mean i loved alkaline trio mm. i don't know if you ever listened to them i love them um, matt skiba went on to sing from for 
who sings for Blink Away Two now, and they can't seem to write any good songs, which uh-huh. is unfortunate. But uh, I'd love to see Algorand Trio. Um, actually, at my wedding, uh, Jordan from the Scratch and Jess Cav sang an Algorand Trio song, oh, which was lovely. That's so nice. Yeah, mm. it was really nice. Um, so I love Algorand Trio. I love Newfound Glory, despite uh, their old guitarist's uh, nonsism. Oh, that's um, that band, right? Who yeah. Else yeah. 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 That's one yeah, of them. There was a few, right? <laughs> he, he got kicked out. Yeah. Oh, there was loads. Yeah, there was loads. Yeah, yeah. there was brand new Aiden. Uh, Aiden as well, was it? Yeah, there was. I put out a call on Twitter to make sure I didn't have some crazy nonsense. And I got a few bands back. So, yeah, but Newfound Glory. Because they are, Newfound Glory, when you think of pop punk, are the first band I thought of when I when you sent over the topic was like, oh, so we'll talk about Newfound yeah. Glory, obviously. Yeah. But you can't get a big old asterisk yeah. beside him now. So it's yeah. Kind of, yeah, I mean, they did like as soon as they found out about what that guy was up to, they denounced them and That's kicked good. them out of the band. Yeah. And they've, I think, I think they've since re- released records and stuff. Uh, there haven't been anything really special as far as I know. But they, they were the band for me back then. That was really they really cemented my interest in, in that in that mm-hmm. genre, and um, because they were like Blink One Two. But they're even a little bit cooler. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, and a little bit more about girls as well. Again, like they went deeper yeah. with you, um, mm. a little bit more like uh, yeah, just puny and romantic. Which was, puny but also and romantic. The, the, their other guitarist had uh, like hardcore affiliations. He was in some hardcore bands as well, so they had a little bit of kind of uh, I don't know a bit of substance because mm. of that. Um, and then so I'd I'd I'd, I'd have newfound glory without without the guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have uh, Alkaline Trio and I think Less Than Jake and Blink-22 would have to be there as well solid lineup well. I think do, mm-hmm. you, do, you, do you remember I haven't thought about this band in at least 10 years remember Funeral for a Friend I liked them mm-hmm. yeah. yeah of course yeah mm. they were huge yeah um, they've done a couple of reunions over the last like say few years I think they they had one album that was really popular called Casually Dressed and yes. the Conversation that was like yeah. a big Big album. I think it was it was number one in England. Really? As as like a huge, yeah. Like they have a huge following. Um, I was never crazy into them, but they were the from this side of the world. They were the yeah. like, emo band post hardcore. Yeah, band, I, you know? I remember being it. into them, and like it's it's so funny because I'm like I'm quite interested in like the charts now and what makes it into chart music mm-hmm. and kind of the decline of it since streaming and all of that stuff. But at the time. I just assumed that I was a too cool to possibly be listening to anything in the charts and B then started not yeah. looking at the charts. Cause I was just like, well, I'm just denouncing this stuff anyway. But then it's like, I'm yes, listening to like yeah, the yeah. UK number one album or whatever, <laughs> or at least like yeah. the alternative number one. Like, now, I could have, I could have pulled that. No, I will believe it. I will believe it. Because like you, 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 you think you're being cool and alternative listening to Blink-182 in the early 2000s, but like they were, they were They're massive. Huge, like, they were like, they were the mainstream, you know? Absolutely. Like they were yeah. pop music back yeah. then, you know? Mm. Yeah. Their lyrics were like written on our desks in school. People used to write Wait, which lyrics? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was she left me roses by the stairs. <laughs> All the small things. Someone some wrote it on a desk. In an old boys school. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh my god. Yeah, someone did write gay in huge letters underneath it, which was unfortunate because it was 1999. I'd but, say uh, uh, some, yeah. Someone got shocked in the yard for that one. She left me roses <laughs> by the stairs and then gay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so delightfully boys schoolish. 
It's a it's a proper they, time capsule. That, that wonder, desk is a time capsule. They wonder why lads are so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let them listen to Blink. Like, good God. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like, the, if what's funny about that is like nobody. I guarantee you that. Could, what was that like? Fourth, fifth, sixth year, or earlier even? Uh, it was. We were in transition year, so yeah. It was someone. Yeah. And like, yeah, around there, yeah. nobody had ever left that chap Rose's voice. No. Stories and stuff, like, like, no. <laughs> no, he didn't know what that meant. He just wanted it. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. He just wanted that life. Yeah. Yeah. No one's ever left me roses by the stairs. I'm gonna put that out into the universe. Yeah. No, I put them in my face. Like it's. I handed I'm hand them to her. Like, here you go. You can just yeah. hand them in. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a very particular style of romance. Um, that I think. Yeah, you you mentioned earlier that it is probably a bit incelly, where it's like, I'm mm. too weak and puny, and probably a little bit too smart. To like get the cool girl, mm. but I'm still gonna like pine mm-hmm. for her from over here, yes. and I I'm yeah. way too shy mm. to talk to her, so I'll just write songs in my band, and then she'll notice me. Hundred yeah. percent, and that got even more incelly when we went to emo because it was more like lads writing songs about killing their girlfriends yes. and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like mm. got even weirder then, and it was completely acceptable. It was just like. And I remember uh, it wasn't for years later that I didn't even realize that that was a wrong thing to mm. be listening to. Um, a, a band, I, I was on tour with a band called Ladderman from New York, and they were like a progressive punk band. And uh, they had a lyric that was like, and like, and guys are still writing songs about killing their girlfriends. And I was like, hang on a second. Shit, I'm listening to that stuff. You know what I mean? And that, that, really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that really made me take a step back and be like, okay, yeah. right. Uh, yeah, that's not right. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. Um, we should talk about Paramore because mm. that's got a girl in yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but even like Paramore's biggest song, like Haley Williams has like redacted mm. it essentially. Misery business. She's like, I don't. That that was bad vibes for me to write that song. I shouldn't right. have. Said yeah, that all was that. that was about like so. stealing, stealing your man kind of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, from yeah, the from the cheerleaders. You suck and yeah, you like girl of. stuff, and I'm mm. cool, and I'm the band kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But also, she sings it like she gets unbelievable notes in that song, and I it mean, rocks. Like, it, like it's just everything is perfect about that song, except. But it's like it's not the worst. <laughs> like it's not. It's oh no, kind of, it's like on a on a kind scale. Of fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like, and she's I I didn't mm. get in. I was actually like I was on the train out of pop punk and emo when paramore came around um i loved misery business but then nothing else about them i i i just sort of left by that stage and i sort of regret that because people Mm. like you see people kind of reminiscing about that style of music on twitter and stuff or in forums and people love 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 paramore like Like, yeah like uh, yeah i was the same i was a little bit out of the genre Mm. at that time um I met Hayley Williams a few times and she was really nice, but uh, I never was a fan mm. of Paramore or anything like that. Um, they do make good music though. Like you can listen back to it now and be like, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, she's got an unbelievable mm. voice. Mm. I listened to her album that she put out. Was that this year she put that out? Shit, I think it was. Yeah, what It's hard kind? to know anymore, Maybe. but yeah, I think it was this what, year, yeah. What kind of music it's is that? It's sort of <laughs> a bit forgettable now that I think about it because I can't right. I can't expose it. Um it's it's not it's not really rock music. It's sort of like it's softer 
um, and definitely poppier. Um, but maybe right, le- okay. leaning into closer to like a Selena Gomez sort of thing. I th- I think I remember. I'm okay. I'm sure I reviewed that album, and I can't actually remember anything about it. Oops. I can the hear um, a very good like right. '80s kind of album. Like oh, really? a year ago, two years ago, didn't they? Yeah, they they had like a really big single that was like kind of like. Remember Mystery Jets two two doors mm. down or whatever song was called. That kind of bouncy kind of twenty eighties oh. kind of tears for fears almost kind of thing. I feel I feel like the Venn diagram um, of Juvenalia yeah. listeners and Paramore fans is a circle. So I'd like to say, like I'm really sorry oh, yeah. if I got Let anything wrong about about <laughs> Paramore. Like please don't at me. I know we've a lot of my chemical okay. romance fans listening. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So we, yeah. we've done okay there, I think. <laughs> when did yeah. you guys stop? What about the influence on? Um, no, go sorry. go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, what about the influence of pop punk and emo on someone like Phoebe Bridgers? Like, she's definitely someone who definitely grew up listening to all that stuff and almost mm. lyrically isn't a million miles away mm. from, like, that stuff either, even though she takes it to another level, like, in terms of, like, she's just a much better mm. lyricist and all-around artist, I suppose. But you can tell that she, like, grew up immersed in that whole scene yeah and i think she's young enough to like kind of aesthetically bring it into her scene as a bit of a callback which makes me feel old but for for her to kind of outwardly come out and be like i'm an emo and i listen to emo music it's Mm -hmm. it's kind of it's Mm -hmm. maybe enough time has passed now that people will think that that's a bit vintage and cool in that sort of way yeah you know the way things have uh like things have like a 20 or 30 exactly years, so yeah like maybe maybe uh, maybe this decade pop punk's gonna come back <laughs> <laughs> it's it feels like it's kind of been explored fully but i think you kind of maybe mm. think that about everything yeah like rip pop didn't really happen again you that's know true. That's true. that kind of oasis that's sound true. i wonder if like Blink One Eight Two kind of perfected it and destroyed no, it. Do you know? know uh, do you know what's what, what genre it's coming back in? It's coming back in hip hop. Like if you look at mm. Machine Gun Kelly, just released a pop punk yeah. album, and it's not even there's not even there's no rapping on it. It's just pop punk. It just sounds like it was made like yeah, twenty years ago. You're right. Um, oh really? Yeah. Oh, Greg from Succession did a pop punk album or a pop punk single I, about um. I haven't listened COVID to that yet because well. I'm in love with him and I can't bring myself wow. to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> He, he he quits himself all right, I think. I'm, yeah. I'm too afraid. <laughs> yeah. I get too much secondhand <laughs> embarrassment when people are really sincere, but not very good. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel mm. like I'd be afraid of poor, poor Greg. Niall tried to play it for me on the podcast and I like ripped my headphones yeah. out and like walked away from the computer, refused to listen to it. And afterwards he was like, did you mm. hear it? I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't. <laughs> it's like that thing in about a boy I'm not sure if it's just in the book or if it's in the film as well where he has like a mortal fear of someone closing their eyes when yeah, they're singing that's how I feel it like sends him into a full right? body yeah, reversal yeah. it's like yeah. I can't watch the audition stages of any like singing or talent show or mm. Britain's Got Talent or anything like that I, I cannot go near it just can't yeah it is quite an earnest genre actually isn't it mm. overall pop punk it doesn't. It's maybe that's why there wasn't as many British pop punk bands. They're too self-aware. Yeah, they, they, don't, they, they kind just... of uh, the Brits kind of say things like they they're not as direct as 
musically mm. anyway as like uh, pop punk mm. needs to be and i think that mm. like a lot of people ask me, me with my music like oh your lyrics are always so direct and i think probably because i learned how to write lyrics from mm. that genre you know like and I, and I never really lost mm. that because you i suppose you, you, that's how that's where i started to write so it was like i didn't i never really changed i just learned more about the world yeah. you know what I mean? so i can't mm. i can never really write uh, like really abstract lyrics uh, i do write a little bit of abstract poetry but it's not really anything to write home with <laughs> but like it's more so just a direct it's always a direct kind of mm. down the middle approach to feelings and stuff like that yeah I bet, like i think that earnestness does pop punk a lot of favors but i think yeah the, the difference i th- i think maybe between american pop punk and what the brits kind of generally do is that the Americans have, like I was saying earlier, you know, this sense of like, I want to get out of this town and I want to leave and there's nothing for me here anymore. But they're always kind of going mm. somewhere and it's still very much within that American dream ideal of like somewhere, there's somewhere else for me. There's somewhere else where I'm going to fit in. Whereas I think the Brits are kind of mm. like, this place is a shithole and I live here and <laughs> here's my song about that. Like yeah. there's there's less, there's less mm. of a kind of that um american dream sensibility around whatever pop punk was kind of coming out around that time and certainly out of Britpop, do you know yeah i get that like in sure. america if you like like get in your car and drive and see where you go anywhere up, you can go anywhere but in britain you <laughs> so it's just a very different vibe or, or, or oh. if you're lucky scotland yeah, exactly. like you can like there's somewhere nice but yeah. it'll be colder probably um yeah there's no there's no kind of like hey baby let's get in a car and drive to the coast and then we'll be we'll be singing on the beach and i'll leave you roses with because britain's already mythologized all of itself so the coast yes. is like bournemouth <laughs> and blackpool it's it an already island. you're already at the coast <laughs> you could just drive yeah. the other way mm. um yeah there's i suppose as well culturally there's loads of films for those pop mm-hmm. bands from america to to kind of mm. pull uh, pull inspiration from whereas it, with English English people or, or even Irish people it's like you know they don't have many romantic films to yeah. pull from uh, that are that cool I mm. suppose you know like how many road trip American films are there's so many like, yeah and like even mm. films like American Pie uh, and yeah. like but then even even just stuff like Jackass and like Bam Margera and mm. uh, like Tony Hawk was that the skater person yeah Tony like those skating games and like all all of that culture was just so kind of wrapped up in itself it was like we're taking the thing that's popular and we're just gonna like apply it to all of these other like quote-unquote alternative media like and then it just becomes its own bubble whereas if you don't like you can't really watch like what like match of the day with a blink one eight two song over it or like you know did you watch um dating amber the david frames movie is that, that's the irish film is it that did yeah. a really good yeah yeah it's about like the uh the gay guy and the lesbian oh no, i haven't seen that yet term of college they do a really good job of like mythologizing going to dublin from oh. a rural area because it's a bit where they go to a, a drag club and kind of their hearts explode essentially from being yeah. around other gay people and so i think maybe irish media is starting to do mm. that a bit but like just the people who would think to make that kind of story weren't didn't have access to make that kind of story mm. until very recently so i think we might get more of it now because uh, maybe uh, ireland is also severely lacking in like places to escape to 
But mm. like, that is one definite story that you see people on Twitter, you see them talking about they kind of need mm. a Dublin and stuff. So I think that's Alan, that's a really good, that's a really good point. And it, it actually got me thinking about why there was maybe a good scene in Dunshockland and Navin and places like that is because mm. they had no culture to latch on to. So they had to latch on to the American culture. And I, I remember going there from like, I grew up in Concilla, which is, it's not that far from me, mm. meeting Kildare, but like, I remember going to those places and all the young fellas were talking in American mm-hmm. accents and stuff. And I was like, hey, what the fuck is going on out here? And why isn't this happening in Dublin? And I think maybe it was that they had a, uh, just a lack of stuff to, to attach on to that was just not the regular thing that everybody was attaching mm. on to. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's an interesting point, I'm, isn't it? Even like the whole Irish country and Western thing is a similar thing just for mm. like our grandparents' era. Just... That was their escape music is yeah. American country. I remember music. going to Dublin like to go to Asha to buy a hoodie. Um like from from Navin mm. and you'd meet up with like some of like the the other the Dublin goths. Um and like I didn't know them very well or whatever and I always thought they were like the height of gothic sophistication like cuz they just had access to like the cool shops all the time and they hung out at Central Bank and that was like that was known like the country over as being the place where people hung out. But mm. they they were all exactly like you said Neil like they they all spoke in their Dublin accents whereas we're all landing in from Navin being like hey guys and like just using all of this like American slang and stuff whereas I always got the impression that the Dublin kids were very firmly rooted in Dublin were very firmly rooted in that scene in Dublin Mm -hmm. and because we were like semi-adjacent to it like we were only you know seven euro and an hour on the bus away we could we Mm. could see and we could experience it but it wasn't ours it wasn't truly ours, so we had to latch on to something else. We had to make you. our own little microcosm of like a high yeah, school. Because there was that because there was that distance there of like one bus errand, which yeah. is hard. It make it makes it harder yeah. than like, you know, getting a fucking ten minute bus into the yeah, yeah. You know? It was easy for mm-hmm. us, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Is that it? Have we wrung it dry? Yes. I think <laughs> I yeah, I just think I miss it, and maybe I should go and listen to that stuff. But then I'm afraid I'm going to get really sad. <laughs> yeah, just maybe not tonight. Maybe not. Maybe wait till next year when everything's a little yeah. less sad. When everything's <laughs> better. Just yeah, yeah. Just listen to a bit every now and again to seed it into Spotify's algorithm so mm. it start bringing it up for you. Every <laughs> no. now and again. Yeah, so I mean, I only very very <laughs> recently started so, listening to Eminem yeah. again, and that was like a huge step. Yeah, yeah. Really? I I listened to um the Marshall Ma- Matters LP and I was like, oh my god, this is that was yeah, doesn't age well. Like mind blown. I was like, wow, yeah. this is really sexist. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. <laughs> like that wasn't that Oh wasn't no! Oh no no no. <laughs> no! no no no! But yeah. Uh, uh, okay, Nilo, plug yourself. Uh, I was just oh, going to say Eminem is for oh. another day. Someone someone do Eminem. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Nilo, plug your plug your album. Okay, I have an album coming out on Friday. I've listened to it and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I want to hear uh, what Andrea has to say about it because you know. I'm not saying anything about it because I'm reviewing it. So. <laughs> okay. Um, it's Who it's excellent and you should listen to it and it's very beautiful and um, moments in it gave me little um, heart pangs for life and being alive. That's really kind. Yeah, no, it is really properly excellent.
Thank you so much. Who are you? Uh, who are you? I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell you off, Mike. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Grand. So, what's it called? It's called "All the Leaves Are Falling" and it's out on Diffusion Lab on Friday. So, Perfect. get it on vinyl or digital download or on Spotify. All that stuff. Cool. Thanks for having Andrea. me on. Thank you, Nilo. Um, I'm on you? Twitter um, at Andrea Cleary underscore. I have a Substack substack.com slash Andrea Cleary or Andrea Cleary dot substack.com one of those and I do a podcast with Nile Nine every week um, which you can listen to on his website or on Spotify or wherever you're listening to Juvenalia you can go and listen to what's a what's a substack it's a newsletter so you can just Uh, it's uh, for all the stuff that I pitch to people that they don't want to publish I'll just (laughs) put it in my Ah, substack yeah that's cool yeah so yeah you can go and (laughs) subscribe and read that and stuff if you like it's only new but i like it sweet i'm subscribing to it um so uh well, oh yeah so i'm alan underscore mcguire everywhere juvenilia is juvenilia underscore pod on twitter juvenilia pod on instagram we have a patreon it's patreon.com slash juvenilia there are bonus episodes about stuff like hamilton and vaporwave and sherlock tumblers and stuff uh it's well about your well um Thank you to Dean McDonald for our artwork. Thank you to Cassie and Tall Tales for letting us be Tall Tales podcast. And go by Nilo's album and we'll see you in two weeks. See you guys. Thank you.